0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Average MD. Listen, I have had such a pleasure to be a guest on Dr. Ruth Fortinon, uh, uh, MD, who is a PMNR specialist that I decided to share it with you. What you're going to learn is after we go through, you know, my history, but very quickly, you're going to learn what it means for me to be a rheumatologist and to care for my patients. Um, Even if you do not intend or if you're not one of my patients, listen, because I think that there's a lot to learn from this. There's a lot of hope. And as usual, this is on a bridge MD, which means hope driven by science. And you're going to see what it means. So enjoy the episode and I will see you next week. Bye bye.
1: Hi. So let's talk about a unique approach to rheumatology. Um, I'm Dr. Ruth, the pain doc, uh, founder of Chronic Pain Rescue, a telehealth practice uh, dedicated to partnering with you to get you from chronic pain. To pain free, our very very special guest today is Dr. Isabel Amigas. I'm so excited; she's doing great things in the great state of Colorado. And uh, so, welcome!
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Dr. yes
1: Yes, um, so I know um, uh, your patients love you. They, they, I've heard about you know how uh, they they sought you out. You know when you when you left in a uh, to start your own practice, I just wanted to uh, give the audience I guess some background about you. I know you had a very serious serious illness of a, a few years ago and and um what 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 happened? I guess I'll just let you to explain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. so
0: uh basically a little bit before my fortieth birthday, I became very depressed, very sad. I think I was in uh, what we call a crisis. And uh, so I turned, my birthday was on a, <laughs> on March 13, uh, and it was snowmageddon. There was so much snow that we couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really felt like uh, my feelings were exactly where uh, my birthday looked like, basically, like in the middle of the bed, mm-hmm. not able to do much, not having fun. And two weeks later, I took a shower to cry because <laughs> I was not feeling <laughs> very good. And um, I saw a huge tumor on my right breast that had nothing to do there. And it was so big that I started thinking of all the other possibilities that this could be. <laughs> so, you know, my first my first thought was like, this is cancer. And then I was like, no, 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 it cannot be. It cannot be. And so they, you know, started like just thinking of all of the different possibilities. And uh, yeah, it was cancer and it had spread to the liver and the bone. And, uh, that was actually the moment I got out of this crisis and I started discovering what I wanted for my life and what I was going to do and how, how I was, was going to, like, if I wanted to stay in this life or not. And it was really like a wake up call. Uh, and, and I discovered, uh, meditation, visualization, Uh, as well as a lot of different techniques that are more, I almost want to say Eastern, uh, medicine, Eastern principle. And, uh, during that time, I had, so I was, I was being healed. I, I underwent chemo and all of the Western thing, but I had this really Eastern medicine approach with guides, uh, and coaches and so on that actually really helped me, um, Feel empowered in my healing, and not just like you know. Otherwise, you see your oncologist what three times, so you you know every mm-hmm. three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, you're lucky if you see a nurse practitioner in between, and you know you're going for your chemo every three weeks. But that's that's about it, right? Like in between, there's nothing. And those coaches really were helping me like meditate, visualize, uh, maybe do some energy healing, and there was a lot of fighting but it's not the fighting you would expect. It wasn't a fighting against the cancer. It was a fighting that was going on in my brain with my left brain and my right brain. Mm -hmm. Um, My left brain was like, this is BS, what are you doing? And my right brain was like, well, it's actually helping you. It's actually giving you power. It's like, you are clearly improved. Your mental health is improved. Even your physical health is improved. And so during the whole journey, I had this fight, but I didn't actually go and to research those studies because I did not want to get rid of the possible placebo effect. So I was like, you know, maybe this is all placebo and that's fine. I'm going to take the placebo effect, which is, you know, about 30%. And I was like, I don't want to look at studies that are going to say that those things don't work. Mm. So I did not look at any studies. And once I was in remission, like, you know, cancer is completely gone. That is when, you know, small, like step by step, I started looking at the data behind all of this. And because I'm a rheumatologist, I looked at data for rheumatology patients. So I, I took the rheumatoid arthritis, which is very well defined. And I was blown away because mm-hmm. I was expecting that those things don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like I was thinking that the science is going to not going to back those up. turns out the science backed them up. And I remember I was like, I want to do a study on visualization. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And well, I couldn't do a study on visualization because it was already done and redone and redone. Like so many studies have been done and there's been randomized control trial and meta-analysis for, for visualization and rheumatoid arthritis. And I was blown away. And there is also in meditation and there is all of those things. And so Mm -hmm. Then I went on this path of research, which is like, I'm going to read about this because why is it that I don't know about that? And why is it that, you know, I'm I'm a big, I love my Western drugs. Um, and I think biologics have changed the life of my patients. Right. But like, I know about every single biologic that comes out. I don't mm-hmm. know about this meditation research. I didn't know about this. You know, I know now, but I, I did not know about the meditation research or about the, uh, um, uh, visualization research and now I'm bringing this and uh basically I realized that I felt very constricted in my practice in the previous institution I was at and I did it I was like well you know I've I've gone too close from death to not live a life where I'm going to be this doctor that I want to be. Mm -hmm. And so I just created this practice where I have the time to really go deep with my patients and really create this relationship of the patient and the physician, which is healing. And there are studies also on that um the like super good studies and so i was like yeah i want to be and at first i thought i was like oh i'm gonna be the placebo then i was like no no, no i'm gonna be the healer because clearly there are studies that are showing that you heal patients if you have a good relationship with your patients yeah. so i open on average md and uh we're what six months mm-hmm. and i already see the difference uh for my yes. patients i awesome. already see how they are doing better and i don't think you know it's just that it's less, uh, constricted. I, I have more than one hour for my patients when I see them first. So I have mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. and I have more than 30 minutes for my follow ups. And then I have all of those calls that I can take because I don't have to build them, right? Cause it's direct care practice. Mm-hmm. And so then I have more time with my patients and we talk about meditation. We talk about visualization and uh, we also talk about Western medicine because that, mm-hmm. you know, is mm-hmm. also very powerful. Uh, but so that's, that's where I am right now. I'm, I'm very excited. And the goal is to have, uh, to open a center of hope and it's Ooh. what we call, uh, hope driven by science, which is, you know, just the outcome of a visit with a physician to me is hope mm-hmm. so that, you know, a, a patient comes in and they have, you know, so-and-so issues, uh, that does not let, like does you know, does not let them live the life that they are meant to live, and my job is to reassure them, prevent anything bad from happening, and most of all to provide them hope so that they know that they can go to remission because that's 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 the outcome in rheumatology. There should be yes. remission.
1: Oh, that's yeah. that's great to hear. So someone would come to you for biologics, you would incorporate that, or you, yeah, do, do you absolutely.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, it depends. Um, I can tell you, so I have this really interesting patient right now, and uh, he has all of the sign of someone that should be on a biologic. Uh, so he has high rheumatoid factor, high uh, re- uh, CCP. Those are two uh, markers of rheumatoid arthritis. And usually people who have high CCP, they usually tend to have more erosion. In fact, he has erosion on the x-rays What's funny, though is that we started him on metatrixate. That's the first time. Usually, insurances ask us to start that first. And I, I do it because, uh, you know, up to two-thirds of the population actually responds to just that. And I told him, I said, you know, you may really need a biologic uh, sooner rather than later. Well, he's actually incorporated all of those things, which is like he meditates, he exercises, mm-hmm. he eats very healthy,
1: Mm-hmm. And here
0: he is in almost full remission after only two months of methotrexate. I was a little yeah. bit puzzled by this because that's not, you know, again, it's a fairly new practice. And so mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of experience with this fairly new practice. Um, but yeah, so normally my patients, it takes about three months to really work for methotrexate. And very often those patients, they would have needed a biologic, but he's most likely not going to need a biologic. I already see him and I already see such improvement. That's if he awesome. does need, I will absolutely. I mean, the good is remission. The goal mm-hmm. is no more joint pain, no more sweating, no more morning stiffness. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will fight to get there. Um, but uh, I mean, not fight, I'm not fighting, but I will make sure that we are getting there. yeah, uh, and but I don't think he's gonna need it. And I, you know, to me, like this is one story of, yeah, even when you think that you know they 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 f- feel all of those criteria that they are most likely gonna need it. Mm -hmm. if you do other stuff that are you know in addition to maybe nomadotrexate you actually do much
1: better that is so so awesome that is so awesome so besides rheumatoid arthritis what are the other diagnoses that people if they have those diagnoses they should they should come see you
0: oh yeah well so many so it's uh, so it's basically anything that's inflammatory in the body and that causes uh, systemic. So systemic means like all of your body uh, uh, issues. So, you know, the big one has rheumatoid arthritis, spondyloidthropy, which includes ankylosing spondylitis. That's an inflammatory back pain. And you probably see some of patients like that. Psoriatic arthritis, uh, which actually can present without psoriasis, So I always think is fascinating. Uh, scleroderma. Which is a condition that, you know, first affects the skin, uh, most of the time affects the skin, but, and it's like tightening of the skin, but actually can affect the lungs, the heart, the vessel. Uh, and that's, you know, very important to have a very good doctor that can take care of you. Um, we also see lupus patients. So lupus again is very inflammatory, very systemic. So really can touch all of the organs and, um, gout, pseudo gout, again, inflammation, auto-inflammatory syndrome, such as Steve's disease, which is like a lot of inflammation in your body, causes issue, can actually cause organs to shut down, um, mm-hmm. and, and other type of auto-inflammatory syndrome, uh, such as uh, familial Mediterranean fever. Uh, and, you know, if you ask me, I've, I've been really like thinking about what are what are the what, where am I like what's my zone of genius? I'm realizing I'd find myself mm-hmm. um finding a lot of patients who have seen many of a rheumatologists and just didn't go anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they see me, and this is before even this practice, right? And mm-hmm. I had never realized because before I think I was in a tertiary center, so it actually made sense to me that people were coming and thinking, a you know a fifth or seven or eighth opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this new practice, I'm realizing that it's just the same and that I get my patients to remission. I used to get them to remission then, and I still get them to remission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's just that I have a different approach. I'm I'm both trained in France, so very clinically oriented training. And I was a rheumatologist in France. And I'm trained at Columbia University where there was a lot of research involved. So then you like take both. And so I feel very confident in the fact that in rheumatology, we aim for remission. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I feel like patients who have a rheumatologic disorder that are that is not in remission, they should seek out medical treatment. Either they want to see me, that's fine. You know, I would love that. But if they want to see someone else, that's totally fine. But they should not settle for less than remission. And that's a big deal for me.
1: That sounds great. I'm just wondering for those people who are... You know, they're, they're adverse to medications. You know, it's funny. My mom's a pediatrician, but she, she's, she's really wary of the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Um, people who, who say, I really want a holistic approach. They don't want, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'd work with them, but how, how quickly can they, would you expect if, if they're like anti drugs, you know, um, how, how, I don't know if you've had anybody that's like that, but. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. So I think the job
0: of a doc is to educate their patients. Mm. But at the end of the day, the patient has to buy in on the idea of a drug. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super clear to me that you have to educate them. And uh, here is where you're coming from, you know this is this is what's happening. You have joint pain or you have inflammation of the eyes or you have inflammation of the lungs, okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the goal is remission, and if we can achieve remission with natural holistic practices, I'm fine. Oh. but the goal is full remission right. and uh and what's really interesting is. I've seen patients where they had given up on medicine and they had almost given up on rheumatologist because they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, they only want to shove medication into me. Mm-hmm. And we tried, we tried things, but I always ask some patients, right? Like I always ask them, I'm like, now that you know that the goal is remission, because I teach them about all of the complications related to an unfully treated, you know, mm-hmm. disease, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, one, now that you know about the risk of this condition, right, let's look at the risk of the medications.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And let's, you know, now really properly look at both side effects, the side mm-hmm. effects of an untreated rheumatologic disorder and the side effects of the medication that I would like to potentially give you. Right. And then tell me what you want.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: it's really, really interesting to me to see the response because most of the time, and I just had one like last week, Mm -hmm. erosive RA, so that in this case, it's a rheumatoid arthritis erosive. Um, She's seen several rheumatologists in the past and the rheumatologists were really upset at her. I mean, this is crazy. Like to me, that's a little bit crazy because you should not be upset at your patient. Uh, but they were you know flustered and for whatever reason and so they were like yeah whatever like just come back when you are ready to start treatment and I'm like okay well how about did we take the time to explain what's happening and you know right. to explain the medication so to your mom she's a pediatrician and maybe not a rheumatologist and so yeah. my approach <laughs> is, yeah my approach is like let me teach you about rheumatology and the truth is We can give two months or three months to a holistic approach. The truth is at the end of the day, when you really think about it, what are our drugs doing? Mm -hmm. Our drugs are helping our bodies Mm -hmm. to go back into balance. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that a natural way is not gonna get there. Mm -hmm. Mm Medication decreases the inflammation. Visualization decreases the inflammation. Mm -hmm. There are some patients that have healed their cancer with natural ways. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take that chance. I did not take that chance. But for me, it was like, I'm not going to say no to the holistic way, but I'm also not going to say no to the Western medicine. I want both. I want both because both I can have a better life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And so to someone like your mom, I'm like, why would you say no to the Western medicine Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: if, if the natural way doesn't get you to remission? If it does, then absolutely go for it. I'm supportive of that. In fact, I embrace it myself. But if you do not, then let's talk because there are ways to get you into balance. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be on it for the rest of your life.
1: Mm, That's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you know, we always try to get the least amount of, like if it's immunosuppression, to get the least amount of immunosuppression to get to full remission. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, prednisone is going to get uh, people to remission, but we also hate prednisone because it has a ton of side effects. Yes, yes. And so we don't want people to stay on prednisone. But uh, yeah, no, I think that, and I think that that's this conversation uh, with the patient that has to be very clear. Mm -hmm. No, it comes back to people who want to continue smoking. I used to smoke, so I I know how amazing it was. Mm -hmm. And I always, I have, I mean, I was in a pulmonary hospital and so I've had many patients who had not been able to quit before they met me and who quit. I have a patient Mm -hmm. who was for 30 years a smoker and quit. I have another one for 50 years and quit. Those are like two examples. And you know, the, the pulmonary doc would be like, what did Dr. Amy told you that allowed you to quit? And they're like, Oh, she told me that she loves smoking.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so it's like getting the patient to where you are, which is like, okay, why do you why do you not why do you want to smoke? Why do you want to only, you know, not take, you know, something? Like mm-hmm. what where are you in this process? And if not taking a drug, if continuing to smoke causes harm, are you going to let this happen? And, and so this is really a conversation to have with the patient, which is like, where do you want to be? And Mm -hmm. where are you right now? And then let's talk about what can I help you with at this moment Mm -hmm. and, you know, long-term to get to your full health, because that's at the end of the day, that's, that's where it is. And, And I think the same way that people had to realize that when they are smoking, they like it. Mm -hmm. And so because they like it, it's not someone that's going to tell them you need to stop smoking is just not going to do it the Mm -hmm. same way that if I were to say you need a biologic agent, it's just not going to be enough. You need to be like, okay, well, what what do you like in smoking? And what is the health outcome you want? And I have Mm -hmm. some patients in France who would tell me, I do not care. If mm-hmm. I'm going to die of lung cancer, I don't care if I'm going to die of COPD, and emphysema, I don't know. I mm-hmm. like smoking too much. And to those, I was like, enjoy it. Right,
1: right. Enjoy I got it. And it's it.
0: The same thing for. it's the same thing with, uh, I don't care if my life is going to be miserable with my rheumatoid arthritis, my lupus, my scleroderma, whatever, right? Like, I don't, I'm too afraid of biologic agents. I'm too afraid mm-hmm. of pharmacists. And then you start the conversation and you're like, okay, hold on do you know about the side effect of this? Do you know? And then I, you know, later on, you're like, do you realize you have a choice? Right. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you always have a choice. And so that's, that's, that's where I, I'm, I really, I love my job. I, I mean, it's not a job. Like it's, I love what yeah
1: I do, you, know you know what? It's your calling. Yeah. <laughs> it's your calling. Um, how can people now you're licensed in Colorado? I'm correct. Right. Yes. How can people reach you? They want to yeah. work with you. They have a family member, someone they know that needs to come see you. How can, they, how can they reach you?
0: So, uh, I have a practice called unabridged MD. Currently it's in rheumatology. Uh, and so it's unabridged MD and it's, uh, the reason for unabridged is that it's the full version of the physician. So you get everyone, everything about me. And then it's also the full version of the patients. And I'm not looking at just one part or one part, it's like the non-edited version of the patients. They, you come fully to me and I'm coming fully to you. Uh, and I have a podcast called unabridged MD. If you have a rheumatologic uh, disorder, I just started a YouTube channel called called Rheumatology 101, where I'm going to basically, when I have a question from a patient, I'm going to create a little video so that you can learn uh, from, you know, just in rheumatology, just because I love it so much. Uh, Rheumatology 101 on YouTube. It's, it's really new. I think it has a week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can uh, contact me at info at onabridgemd.com. Or you can go on our website, abridgemd.com uh, And then there is also the social media. Uh, but yeah, on AbridgeMD, that's what it is.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been really great, inspiring. In fact, I'm, I'm really glad that we got to do this today. Yes, <laughs> All right. Until um, so next so time, everyone, peace and blessings.